Thank you, gentlemen. Super excited to be welcoming our next guest for this segment. It is Phil Schmidbauer, VP of Engineering Solutions with ODW Logistics out of Cincinnati. Phil, welcome, sir. Hey, thank you for having me. So talking about topic of the day, retail compliance and how to adhere to compliance programs. For those of us on the other fringes of the supply chain, what is retail compliance? Well, um, if you think about when you go into a retail store, Thomas, like you want to make sure there's product. If you go in to find something, you want to make sure it's there and available, right? So retail compliance on the opposite end for uh, a lot of our customers, we're delivering into Walmart's warehouse, right? They have compliance fees where if you're not on time um, and you're not your product isn't in full for what they've ordered for them to replenish their stores, then there's fines associated with that. And it's different for everybody. Walmart's famous for it. Um, Target, a lot of the big big box retailers that we go and shop at have those fees, right? And it's it's really a big, ugly monster. monster. And I used to hate the idea of charging fees, but companies aren't really sure. Part of it's a little bit of a revenue play, but mostly they just want compliance, right? They want the product in the store so that when you and I go to pick something up, it's there and available. It reminds me, actually brings back memories of trying to deliver and get fees from Walmart uh, for their general merchandise. If you arrive too early, they would give you a fee. Or if you show up at a Sam's Club late, they would give you a fee. Or if you didn't take things at a certain time. Uh, you know, for folks who are trying to wrap their head around it, uh, it, what are some of the biggest things we need to be paying attention to on just trying to avoid uh, nickel and diming ourselves to death and there's no profitability? Yeah, number one, as with any rule in any game, is understand the rules, right? So know what you're dealing with. Every retail is a little bit different. Know what you're dealing with. Know which carriers can handle the freight well and which ones can't. So if you're delivering LTL, there's a certain issue. Um, to your point, you know, delivering early is a problem. Um, we'll have there's times where we we might tender a load to a, a truck driver and they get there, you know, a, a day early because it's a long haul load and they made good time or um, or just had more time in the route than we really needed. So understand the rules and what you're dealing with. And then understand how to root cause problem solve, right? Is it really a carrier issue or is it the way that that carrier works with the consignee? Um, and again, everybody's a little bit different. So uh, sometimes it takes some digging and searching. And sometimes the, the, the customers who are delivering into these retailers don't even have the routing guides available to them or a good understanding of those routing guides. So uh, there's a lot of digging that needs to happen, whether it's working with carriers locally, calling the locations. I mean, Walmart's this big monster that everybody fears, but you can actually call their location and talk to somebody and they can help you through the problems you're having. So a lot of it just comes down to actually doing some research. And looking at what happens when this occurs, you want to try to mitigate it. Uh, is this something where late, if you get a late fee, does that immediately come out of the carrier's pocket? Am I going to get less on my invoice or does Walmart save up all or other customers, including Walmart, correction, uh, I know of a few others, will save them up and then hit me up later, I guess, on the back end. Like, what are some things when they do yeah. occur? What should I be worried about in terms of how I'm going to have to deal with these payments? Well, generally speaking, it's a percentage of the invoice amount over like if you're they might charge you two or three percent of the invoice of what they're billing. Right. So it's not coming out of carriers pockets necessarily. Um, and it's unfair to charge a carrier for it because it's, it's a percentage of the sale price of those goods. Right. So if you're selling, you know, three hundred three hundred thousand dollars worth of product in a trailer, it's not fair to charge a carrier 2% of that cost, right? Because their cost is associated with what they're charging you for the load. It has nothing to do with the value of the goods in the, in the trailer. So it's all something that, that those retailers will charge back to their customers. Um, but we deal with that fine line of how do you hold carriers accountable to making sure they're on time for these type of things. And, and to answer your question, it's all billed after the fact. 
Um, but from a 3PL standpoint, that's our focus is how do we help mitigate this as much as possible? And, and again, it revolves around problem solving, understanding the rules, talking to the retailers where you're having issues, um, Pareto out your issues where you're having them. Is it a carrier problem? Is it just just dealing with that that location and not understanding the rules and how they operate um, and and attacking it that way? So for us, it's it's less about passing those fees on to the providers that are trying to deliver on time. Um and more about how to mitigate those in the first place, because really Walmart doesn't want to charge anyone. Um, there are Walmart, Target, all of them. They don't really want to charge anyone. They just want their product to show up on time. And unfortunately, sometimes the only way to get people to comply is to hit them where it hurts, and that's in the in the pocketbook. So that's really what they're doing. And the, and the goal is how do, how do you minimize what what your customer is having to pay, but also set up a system to where everybody's winning. The carriers can deliver on time and and um, get in there when needed. So there, there is a window, even Walmart, they've got a window. It's not just you, you get an hour to deliver. There's a window of, of two days that you can deliver for a lot of products. So it's just a matter of making sure that you understand the rules and, and deliver within those windows. I think uh, you brought up, a, brought up a great point about the windows, because especially in a softer freight environment, tender characteristics, it almost feels like as a carrier, uh, you're, you're stuck between a rock and a hard place. Do I need to take this freight? I need to get it close. But at the same time, I have maybe 24 hours extra on this before I get hit with the late fee. Is that something where you want the conversations to come from the, the shippers, inbound feeder loads? Or is that something where you have to get with the carriers and say, hey, look, I understand this is how you traditionally handle it. You have a storage location nearby. Can you drop a trailer somewhere? Uh, what's some right. of the biggest things you've noticed? Is it normally the supply chain itself or does it normally happen to carrier execution? Um, it's, it's a little of both. I mean, there's been times where, um, we've had it recently where a driver showed up a day early. And when I, when we looked at the load, it's like, Hey, we gave him way too much time on this. Like we should have pushed back when they picked it up because now a carrier is sitting on freight. Um, and they really, they want to make money, right? If their wheels aren't turning, they're not making money. So there's a little bit of a balancing act there sometimes. Um, and again, these, these retailers, there are, if you know what you're doing and you talk to them, like if there's weather, weather issues, they're not going to find, uh, their customers when there's weather-related issues that nobody could control. But again, you have to understand the rules and know who to reach out to and contact at uh, the retailers to to help to help with that. So we actually work with our customers and help um, with giving backup documentation to these retailers to say, "Hey, here's what happened with these. Um, here is the issue at hand." Uh, but but to your point, there's a there's a wide array of issues that can happen. It can be a carrier issue. It can be our fault. We tendered it way too early to the carrier, and now he's having to sit on it. So he said, "Forget it. I'm just going to deliver early." Um, so there's, there's a lot of things that can happen, but really it just boils down to understanding the rules, understanding what's driving people's behavior. Um, and, and in different buckets, some people are, are driving behavior because they don't want to get fined. Other people are driving behavior, the carrier, because he wants to make money when his wheels are turning. So it's just about managing all of that, uh, and, and driving improvement in the process. Well, it's a tough situation to manage as well because the needs of the retailer and the needs of the carrier often can be ca uh, contradictory. Uh, final thoughts here as well. Does carrier size, when you're looking at compliance and you're dealing with many different carriers, does size matter? Do larger carriers tend to be more compliant or are smaller ones more uh, agile? Um, you know, that's one of those things that I let data speak for itself. Everybody's a little bit different, right? But I, I, would, I would pull data and look at it. I think Everybody can make mistakes. Large carriers can have a a, a ninety seven percent on time performance or whatever whatever that looks like. But also, large carriers can lose freight in a network. They might have a drop yard somewhere where they forget about something or it loses in the process. Like so, really, it's 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 hard to to just quantify that without actually looking at data and say, here's what the data shows. We use all kinds of carriers, large and small alike, um, 
So it, it just varies. And some of them are really good at certain retailers. So it's hard to answer that. But again, a lot of this problem is because you and I don't go to the store and order the same thing at the same cadence all the time. Demand fluctuates, right? So really, this is just about how how demand is a bullwhip throughout the supply chain. And we try to manage it on the back end. Perfect. And final thoughts here. If folks want to reach out more about ODW Logistics, interested in partnering up, or trying to avoid some of these fees, what's the best way to contact you all? Yeah, I can be reached at phil.schmidbauer at odwlogistics.com or through LinkedIn. We're, we're all over LinkedIn as well. So I uh, appreciate your time today, Thomas. Thanks so much, Phil. No more late fees. Blockbuster pioneered it, and it also exists in freight. I have been uh, one of those people as well. I have actually messed up quite a few loads back in my younger days, and unfortunately, it costed money. But enough about me. They're gonna, we're going to hop to a quick break. Coming up, though, after the break, we're going to have a research corner with Tony Mulvey, and then later on in the show, going to have some more headlines as well as Carrier. Stay tuned. Stay tuned. 